0: Okay, Ladies and gentlemen, we are here to review chapter 14 with the Santa Maria watch party. Let's go through some introductions here. Obviously, everyone knows Ezra. He's been here since the start. Let's start. Ezra, who is that to your right?
1: This is my boy Mumsley. Uh, we go way, way back. Like we go, well, <laughs> probably further than Shalena. I mean, we lived together. We uh, we geeked out on stuff for for.
2: I should have put a ring on him first before she, <laughs> <laughs> she beat me to it.
1: Yeah, this is like Hi. my boy. We've we've shared many like countless good memories, and this is all part of the next phase of good memories right here.
0: Nice. And then uh to the right of Mumsley, we have a already uh I guess an experienced veteran of the Mando cast. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh
1: Shweeple here. I'm married
0: yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> right nice. Big
1: fan of the show and the baby.
0: Grogu. Grogu the baby. Okay, so Mumsley, anyone who comes onto the show, we have to do a brief introduction period. Um so me and Ezra, I, I'm sounding like a broken record, but we are fans, but we are not experts. But what I want to know is, what was your first experience? When did you first watch or hear about Star Wars? And what was the impression that it made on you?
2: You know, the I had a friend that was, got me into Robotech growing up. Mm. And then one time he showed me Empire Strikes Back, the Hoth battle. Yeah. And then at first I thought I was just going to be a regular, just uh, like, a war just a regular war movie scene in a in a snowy planet yeah next you know i see blasters there's like these giant mechanical creatures like coming at the base yeah and then 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 i see luke he's he's a pilot and i was like okay cool he's a pilot then all of a sudden he gets out because that was my first introduction to it then he gets out of his pilot and then he starts hacking away with his lightsaber and i was like wait there's blasters and they have swords i'm like okay i'm in and so ever since then i was i was completely in um, there's, there's not, I mean, I, I watched them all like totally out of order. And then once I, once I, cause I was just watching them to watch them. And once I learned that there was actually an order, I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Cause I was like 13 or 14. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, it was very opening Cause during that time I was getting into role-playing games and more storylines and stuff. So I was actually paying attention to that kind of stuff more. Then I learned that there's a little, so much lore behind it. Yeah. And, Started looking at some of that, but have yeah.
0: Ever, um um wh- have you ever dove into any of the recent Star Wars Universe RPGs?
2: Um, I played the online one. Okay. and uh, Nights of the Old Republic. Okay. The Jedi Fallen Order game that came out. Yeah. Uh interesting interestingly enough, that game was originally made by George Lucas like right right when the Disney purchase happened. And it was originally uh, gonna be called Star Wars 1313 which actually had to do with Boba Fett and it was actually gonna be a bounty hunter game about the uh, Empire's underbelly in Coruscant and the game was originally supposed to be that that and then the Disney purchase happened okay and they said let's do Jedi Fallen Order and they just took the game engine and everything that was doing behind it, and they switched it.
0: wow that's Ooh. deep I didn't know any of that stuff
1: so, so we got uh, Joe Gorman here okay.
0: so okay
2: Speaking of Bobo Fett. Uh oh. Uh oh, what's going on, guys? I did not think they were gonna. I saw the slave one ship and I was like, all right, they teased him once. Yeah. And then I saw that flying in. I was like, no, that can't be it. And I was just, I was just, I'm like, still in denial. The and then I was like, okay, it is him. That slave one ship, uh, small story. I stole that ship one time from a toy store. I nice. see so, criminal. Yeah, dude. It was like that big. It was like, like as big as my chest. And then I I asked the guy, I asked the guy at this toy store, I'm like, Hey, can you go check on this other figure that I knew they didn't have any up front. And then he went to the back and I sent him to the back. It was the only guy working at the time. And then they had that slave one in front and then I just grabbed it and took off. I was like 14. Nice. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, That toy. No, I wish, man. That was one of like old school ones too. Yeah. Nice. So he was a huge
0: part of the story. So like we were talking before we hit record, this one, as far as time goes, it's, I mean, it's a 34 minute, but probably the story is only 30 minutes due to credits and intro. But here's the thing. I don't mind stories being shorter if it puts together as much of the story as this last one did. And this one I just felt was like, wow, so many things came to fruition. I don't know where to even start. I guess we could start with Bobo Fett wanting his armor back. Um, I wanted to throw this out as conversation and this has nothing to do with the storyline that we watched, but why do you think a guy like Bobo Fett, when we, sh- when we witnessed his skills in combat before he c- went back and recaptured the armor and after he captured the armor, Why do you think he didn't try and get it back from that, uh, dude over on Tatooine? Um, the, that sheriff guy
1: from Cobb Vanth, we've been trying to figure that out. And we, I, I, I kind of knew the question was coming. I don't know if we have a good answer because, um, as we told you before, Shalane and I, and Louise, we all did a lot of research for this round. Okay. And nobody anywhere seems to have any type of, uh, good answer except for this one and um let me know if i'm stepping on toes here because he's supposed to be the guest okay But i thought that well i think he knew he had a tie some sort of tie to mando there was a little bit of an understanding because boba fett doesn't just dive into things foolishly he's a researcher i mean he's a bounty hunter so he collects data he does So for him to kind of step back and like, hold on before I try to get this armor back. But it does bring the question, why didn't he try to get it before if he knew him? I think maybe, you know, bounty hunters, the one thing that bounty hunters seem to thrive on is a general purpose beyond bounty hunting. And so I think Boba Fett for probably decades then from that point was like, well, I was a hunter Maybe he needed to not do anything and mm-hmm. kind of what do I need it for? You know, maybe, yeah. maybe he decided that and then he found somebody that he could get it from that was worthy because he probably could have went and got it any time from Cobb Vanth, But what was he going to do with it then? I, I think he has a hunch. I think he has a thinking that I'll need it. I'll get it when I need it. And now
0: you know he did it. I, I think so. Let me let me. I like what, where you just went with that. So maybe when he saw that Cobb, Vant had it. Maybe there was something inside him that said, "Well, he's serving a greater good with that armor for now, because he saved those villagers, and it seemed mm-hmm. like he kept away those uh, the the miners who had tried to invade the." So maybe there was a part of him, even though you know what, it's interesting. I've been using the term amoral to describe both Mandalorian and I was about to call Bobo Fett that, but it seems like that's not the case because there is morality in all of their decision-making. And we've seen that again and again. And so um, maybe when Cobb Vanth had it, he was just like, all right, it's cool. I can live out here with the uh, sand people for a while. I can learn their weapons. I can learn how to survive. But then he saw this other Mandalorian take it and he's like, time out uh, this guy already has best car armor why does he need my shit yeah right. mm-hmm. maybe and then he goes okay i gotta follow this guy um uh what was i gonna say shoot
2: there was another offshoot i was gonna do on that um i think he was definitely doing some soul searching while he's yeah. probably watching Cobb banth in the distance with the armor yeah um um, there's this one Star Wars novel called Aftermath. Okay. And in there, um, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be canon too. And there it explains that uh not in full vivid detail, but it says that when after Bo Boa Fett sorry, I call him Boa Fett a lot because that's how I first got to hear his name, mm-hmm. Boba Fett. But uh when he first when he fell into the Sarlacc bit, and then after in Return of the Jedi, when you notice uh Java's Java's uh big palace it was like a 30 meter pleasure vessel vessel and then like it crashed into it and then the in the in that novel it explained that i guess when they crashed into the sardac pit it critically wounded it and then according to that oh the Jawas was like went in there and then exposed some of its belly to pilfer it for loot and then so they're saying that maybe that's how they came across the armor um so, so there, there's, there's, but, and then yeah, the Jawa's,
1: the Jawas yeah. probably so he didn't it. have it directly from the Sarlacc. Did it got taken?
2: Yeah. It must've got like nabbed somehow or something. Oh. And, Cause well, what
0: could have happened if that barge fell in and it killed the Sarlacc pit. Oh yeah. And that might... maybe that's how come Boba Fett survived. Maybe he was inside. It died. And then all the Jawas went through the intestine tracks or whatever and started pulling everything out and just yanked the armor off him because he was in bad uh-huh. shape or something. Maybe that could happen.
2: I just remembered on on the end of the, oh, well, a crate Dragon on the first episode, right yeah. when searching the cave, and they go, that's a Sarlacc cave. And he goes, there's no cave without a Sarlacc. And he goes, there is if a crate Dragon eats it. So like, there's a possibility that since Mando didn't disintegrate in the acid with his Beskar, yeah. And basically, uh, Boa Fett's armor is Dura Steel, which also reflects it's not Veskar, but it's almost Veskar. Okay. And then, um, so there's a chance that that can help so he wouldn't get disintegrated. Because then, the Return of the Jedi, um, when uh, um, C3PO is like translating Java, uh, when he's talking to Solo and telling him, We're going to take you to the pit of carcoon. yeah, the and then, and then, uh, C3PO says, There's where you'll learn a new pain of suffering, you'll get digested. In a thousand years alive. So yeah. like there's a chance the whole time he was alive, and he's just like, ah, trying to get free.
0: Yeah.
2: So he comes out on this on the episode, and he has no hair, he has scars everywhere, so it looks like acid was all probably all over him. Right there. Right when he said it. Yeah.
1: He yeah. Like got a chemical peel. He does a chemical peel. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yeah.
0: the only other time that we saw Bubble Fett without his helmet on was um when he was a child. Right? Yeah. I, and he had a full head of hair. He had that nice, you he know, mowing nice, hair.
1: Because technically they called it a Django. I mean that Exactly. That's the, right. So yeah. I wanted
0: to get into that. So um Jenga, was Jenga a
2: foundling or was it that Bobo Fett was a foundling? B- Boba Fett, um He's technically, he was uh, when Django Fett, when they were cloning all the guys for stormtroopers, he asked for one unaltered clone, and that ended up being because he wanted to race him as a son. And then, so he, and then, so that's 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 like, I don't know a whole you lot about that. You didn't see the end of the episode? He, he, yeah.
1: Oh, because he says it, he also he double verifies that not only did. Mumsy, oh. just say that, but because uh, at the end when Boba shows him like my lineage and the little graphic oh, comes yeah. up, he's like, You were a your father was a foundling. He's like, Yes. Oh so uh, okay that.
0: that's yeah.
1: right. Yeah, I mean it's jam-packed, like that's the thing too, is like you could watch <laughs> there's so much in the episode. Like I'm I'm already watching things, so I'm like, holy crap, like we have that's why we watch the recaps because you miss everything. Yes. Um, I I gotta say, you know that. The thing mm-hmm. that that I keep seeing about this episode that Shalane and I have come across is people keep saying things. People thought it was going to be filler. None of any of this has been filler. If you look oh. how it all fits in, people said that about the first episode, but I'm like, look how it all fit in. You know, yeah. Not not none of this because if it was filler, they would be doing the Netflix thing. Thirteen episodes hour long ep- or 13 episodes an hour long a pop no they're just telling us 30 minutes they're telling the story get in get out yes like none of this is filler so all the people saying that like if you're watching this like you can just choke on that theory because everything's got a purpose in this whole
0: uh, yes thing. no that's right and i even I, so i was even thinking if there was a critique It would have been that we didn't need to see so many stormtroopers get killed. But (laughs) if you think about it, I'm watching it right now, and it really does build the drama, and it builds the suspense, and it almost sets the stage for the dark troopers, right? Which, hey, we only had to wait, what, two episodes or three episodes before we saw those badasses
2: come in? I know. They didn't do much, but they did something that we didn't want to do. Yeah, (laughs) a huge thing. Huge thing. And what do you guys,
0: what do you guys speculate Yoda was doing in the time he was meditating in that field? What do you think was
2: happening? He was, I think he wasn't, he was sent to uh, contact someone from the force.
0: No, I know. But like when when he was actually, do you think something, was he downloading something? Was he uploading
2: something? All that field was around? I think he was like reaching out, kind of like Professor X with, uh. And then he's kind of like putting all the feelers out there, like and, a and general
1: signal for whatever. Because at this point, because he's all the question <laughs> is, what Jedi are left he made alive? Like a beacon, okay? There you go. Yeah, like that's hey, wh- who's left? Yeah. Anybody, anybody who's left alive? Can I get a show of hands? Any Jedi out there? Any Jedi at all? Yeah. Anybody? It's something that's not simple, but that's what it is. Because right now, at this point, there aren't a lot of Jedi left. I mean, what from what we've seen researching, it's it's ahsoka it's luke possibly ezra bridger um the the one that uh, cal the one that's in jedi fallen order Yeah. yeah so really it's like not even it's barely a handful of jedi left that he could be contacting
0: oh my god if that beacon went out and ezra comes back
1: there's a possibility i i feel on i honestly feel like it's a reach yeah uh, the only because they not 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 then you start jam packing it too much i think the if i had to say something i don't want to see them do is don't jam pack it that's what the error was with rise of skywalker Mm -hmm. and that's what people don't like about what they do did in like even endgame other things aren't star wars like like are you're just fitting like too much luggage into the 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 the, the, your suitcase like hey let it flow just and right the the fact that right at the end he touches on he he already wants to bring back uh Mayfield a uh, Bill Burr's character oh my god dude we have to talk about that I mean keep going on your train of thought but that means is- no that that's all like I, I think uh bring Ezra you can only bring back one more Jedi besides Ahsoka he's not gonna okay but the the, the if, if you're betting if we we're like all right place your bets now if this was Vegas you'd either not bet it. on like it's either like Two to one odds that it's going to be three to one odds it's going to be Luke or like five to six one odds Mm. that it's going to be like Ezra Bridger and nobody else really at this point, except for bringing Ahsoka back. Well, Ahsoka,
2: I think she'll probably be back. I think that could be like a top off to the season finale, because when the season started, I was thinking, okay, yeah, he's taking him to where the child needs to be with his kind. Yeah, he takes them and he gets them there, and then it's like, okay, now what? But the way it just keeps branching out more. Now it's like, okay, I see season three almost unfolding in a matter. It's just yeah, it's a nice little package. And well, then- me and me
0: and Ezra in every one of these podcasts we've done, <laughs> we've been talking about well, what about this piece or what about that piece? And I think these pieces are all coming together nicely. I mean, my guys, my God, a holy trinity campaigning. You have the Mandalorian, um, you have Boba Fett, and then you also have, um, uh, I forgot her name. Um, uh,
1: Bo-Katan?
0: No, not Bo-Katan, the three people. (laughs) So, you know, Boba Fett says we're indebted to you now. And so now there's this trio.
1: Oh, um, Fennec, Fennec. Yeah.
0: This is, guys, this is what I thought was gonna happen with the marshal and yeah exactly um two episodes back when they did the siege and he had those other two like having a three-party adventuring type team oh that's the story give me more you know this is what we got right now this is the team that's gonna whoop some ass and go and save grogu um and he even went back to the marshal so let's jump into that. Mm-hmm. He went back to Marshall and reintroduced Bill Burr's character. And I said, what? Yes. <laughs> Are they going to get let him out first before? Yes. And then it'll be a, a four-person party, uh, adventuring yes. party,
2: which is just like, oh, this
0: is what we need.
2: Ezra brought up a good point the other day when we were talking about, uh, actually, I think it was before this episode started. We were saying he's like, Man, it feels like they're putting the Avengers together with some yeah. of these episodes. Okay. They're just Very like slowly, and then they're gonna later on they're gonna have civil war, but you never know. But that's that's what he he mentioned one time. He's like, Yeah, it feels it feels like they're slowly and then later on they're gonna come together for reasons. Like you said, they're indebted now.
0: And Osoka oh, oh, Osoka is coming back for sure. I'm I. I, I Dude,
1: sure. Yeah, that would be such a waste to not have yeah. her come back. As yeah. far as even even if you know nothing about Star Wars, if you've just been watching Mandalorian, to think, man, why would they not bring her back? The the yeah. only Jedi we've seen. Yeah. Outside of Grogu, because he is a Jedi technically. That's right. You know when you said Cobb Vanth too. I. I I I keep hanging on uh, that we'll see you again. Like, I I hang on to when they say one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just, but we'll see what happens there.
0: It's a great cast of characters. This one, I got to tell you, man, I was a little emotional in this one, both with the loss of Grogu. But you know what else got me? Where I was so bummed. Razorcrest. Oh, man, yeah. Dude, when that went up in smoke, I just went... Oh my God. Like my stomach <laughs> turned for Mandalorian. I couldn't believe it.
2: I, I didn't think that was a ship that blew up at first. I was like, what they just blew up. I'm like, that can't be it.
1: No. Yeah. I'm like, ah. They really tugged on our sleeves with it. Like, <laughs> so I have two things about that that don't have anything to do with each other, but I'll go with what happened first. Uh, when he picks up the ball, like I, I, mean, I, I, I like, called it. I basically look over to Shalane when like I know gonna fish through that rubble and, and I'm like, she's going to cry. She's going to cry. She's going to cry. And look over and it's like, 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 like every little, it just yanks on your heart. Like, like, like someone's dying and your heart's ah. stopping them. Like, well, don't let me go. And like, it just pulls on your heart. And yeah. And then, as a funny thing, I he thought, can, like feel his heart. I, his balls when he's watching yeah. I, I look into, um, oh, uh, on the business end this is really silly of me but i'll go there because i'm silly is yeah. that i heard on a, one of these videos a dude's like man i just dumped a bunch of money on a razor crest uh, <laughs> toy i'm totally canceling the order like they business wise it you can't bring it back that's hokey so everybody and like my buddy just dropped money on a on a Razor Crest toy too. And I'm like, dude, everyone who bought the Razor Crest is going to feel like a fool now because they just Look, destroyed that but thing. You, but you know what happens with, kind them, of- with them destroying that now? Now we're
2: going to see pictures of inside Boba Fett's Slave One ship, yeah, and we're going to have that toy. And this time, I might steal it again. Ah, if <laughs> I can show up for a new future podcast, now you guys know why. <laughs> I
1: haven't you know, seen Slave One yet no, at all. No, of, we haven't. The only
2: time they showed it, I think is I've only seen it in video games I played, really. I don't think Holy they really really show it inside. So now they're going to show, imagine like them in the armor inside. Ah, yeah. Dude,
1: yeah. I've never, dude, that, that makes it all awesome. so much better. Like yeah, if that's I'm, not- I'm okay with the Razor Crest being destroyed
2: for now. It's okay. Cause but, this- <laughs> that's good. That's going to be pretty epic. Dude. Well,
0: I don't, I mean the toy manufacturer, I don't know that the toys it's still, it's still there. And it's, it's legend at this point. I mean, it would be, I, when it blew up, I was kind of thinking, would any writer in the star Wars series ever destroy the millennial Falcon? Right? Like that's, I mean, come on, that would be tragic, but this was, this was equally tragic because the razor crest was a character in this story. 100%. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: And they can't, they can't marvel comics this where they go everything's alive and oh like people are going to be pissed there something has to be sacrificed for the story to be more compelling you can't just have everybody come out unscathed like that's for so the razor crest is a good sacrifice because i i mean if we lose one of these characters like we're gonna be crushed
2: yeah he gets all those death troopers and melts them all down and makes a new razor crest out of them
0: Ah, that's a good, yeah, hell yeah. Disney needs to hire Mumsley. (laughs) They
1: need
2: need to get the armor to go melt down some Death Troopers.
0: Yeah, I thought I, so when we saw those Death Troopers, for some reason, I thought they were armor that were going to go on some kind of clone or something, but they're straight up robots, man, killer robots.
1: So, that you touched on that, apparently there are three phases of Death Trooper. Um, The first... I can't remember where exactly we see them. These are phase two. Mm-hmm. Phase three involves an actual suit of armor. That there's a belief that Moff Gideon is gonna rock that uh, in a final battle. Uh, an but exosuit. yeah, they're yeah, Nexo suit. They're basically saying yeah that it's gonna be used. To so he'll be like basically kind of like an Iron Man. Yep. With death des- with uh, the dark saber, rocking just rocking it. Oh. Uh, here comes the I just ball. want to see
2: the Darksaber and Ahsoka's white sabers go at it. Oh, exactly. I think that's gonna happen. That'll oh. probably happen, right? Ahsoka, Ahsoka like uh, I don't know much about her, but I know that she's like the only one that basically like wields the uh the style called Jarkir, where it's like it's uh you have a, a regular lightsaber, but then you have another lightsaber that's shorter, kind of like a short sword and the long sword kind of thing. And she's uh, the only one that does that. Um It's
0: it's like maybe Scream of Fighting or something.
2: Yeah, she was she was so ninja though. I loved it.
0: Yeah, yeah, she was badass. The other part that um kind of tugged at my heartstrings was after Grogu. Um, which by the way, sidebar, I'm getting more comfortable saying Grogu. I don't know about you guys. It's starting. Um, I still kind of want to default to Baby Yoda. Because it's more cute, but Grogu, I I think I'm getting used to saying that. It's growing on me. I don't know how you guys feel. I'm it was more really. It yeah. was controversial last week on our podcast. It was controversial, but I think for me, I keep saying Grogu, Grogu, and it's kind of like, okay, we're here, we've arrived. That's his name. We got all deal with it, and I'm okay. But another thing that was kind of emotional was after Grogu was whooping ass with those <laughs> stormtroopers, just flinging him back and forth, and he couldn't. He's
2: just like, oh. Oh, 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 oh. you know, uh, I was like, oh, leave him alone, you big bad man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And he was tossing them around. He was choking them. And yeah, people with a dark side can choke like that. So that was. Oh, we saw
1: him do
2: that to Cara Dune. That's right.
1: He did do that to her, I got a (laughs) rebuttal. I got a rebuttal, both of them. Um, In Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker chokes some Gamorrean guards when he first walks in to be like, I offer you a. A piece, give me all my people back. And when he's walking in with the shroud, like for first like fifteen minutes into Jedi, when he does that, Dude, he actually chokes a couple of Gamorrean guards. He was, good, he was having a
2: bad day. That was right before he tried to kill Ben So That was a bad day, you know. So like, and
0: well, an, but could <laughs> also argue that Luke, Luke is an interesting story, right? Because Luke, if you think about it, um, they were going to turn Anakin away, and Anakin was like a little kid. And Luke was a straight up teenager. So he probably had a lot of the dark side more, I, I should say more dark side vulnerabilities. Um than
1: technically all jet. That's that's what the the big build around Star Wars canon is there's always gonna be a little bit of tug from the dark side. That's what's uh that like like I guess they even so for like Maze Windu, for example, the original uh behind the scenes was that he's like, Hey, I'm Samuel Jackson, I want a purple lightsaber. It's like, okay, that's fun. Well, they wrote into Canon that a purple lightsaber that's right. symbolizes somebody because it's a mix of red and blue, it symbolizes somebody who uh yes, he does, he is good, but he's not afraid to kind of do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, cause each person's kyber crystal there it calls to you and the kyber crystal which activates your lightsaber basically kind of plays a that's what it says about him that there are different types of jedi they're not just all goody washed and like we're here for the good like just like real life there's yes. temptation from evil all the time and star wars has always done that symbolically like hey no, no matter how like even preachers get tempted by things like no matter how holy you say you are how good you say you are there's always something that tugs on you like hey temptation
0: yes i think and so if we were to apply that to the psychology um of um you know like i would say what we would call just modern human type science carl Jung talked about the shadow self and if you don't learn how to integrate the shadow into your everyday integration the the shadow subconscious then you may act out and become and that may revert and then you'll end up being quote-unquote evil or doing all these bad things
1: yeah it makes sense it's it's why we do things like once in a while, I'll dabble in, in drugs or gamble yes. or do things like look at people and have impure thoughts. Like, it, there's scratches. When we get, we're humans. We're, yeah. we're raw.
2: Is that why the Jedi always <laughs> use the word, like, don't be tempted by the dark side? Because yeah. it's always that possibility that, yeah, you're good, but then all of a sudden, uh, you can get. Yeah, because they think astray. you get
1: a taste, like, that's something you're not supposed power. to eat. And all yeah. of a sudden, like, oh.
0: So, it's that is interesting. So, we have to, let's do a deep dive on this concept of the morality within the star Wars universe, because we know that the dark side is like all the way over here with corruption, pain and suffering. And then we know that the light side of the force is all the way over here. Now, why, what are the main factors that tempt you to go over to here on the dark side? When you know that your life will involve, like, we know the emperor, the sorry excuse me i apologize we know that the emperor he's warped and very ugly looking we know that um darth vader he his his evil consumed him so much he fell into fire and he became this like half machine half man and we also know that um whenever there's the um like darth maul or um, kylo ren like they become mutated yet this pull is so strong to the dark side what what is it that keeps pulling away good people over to that
2: side? I think it's the, because it's, it's it's easy. I mean, I, I I think back to almost like social media influences and, in, like uh, in a way, because like it's easier to go and hate on someone than it is to sit there and praise. Oh, kind of like it's easier to give into dark side because it's a lot easier to tap into that fear and anger because there's always something that's gonna piss you off no matter how good you are. And so I think it's something that, because like you can tap into that power a lot faster instead of taking the patience to understand something and grow with it as like the light side would. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's how I take it.
1: <laughs> I think another thing that, uh, and it just drives me just bonkers about that, that makes me mad when I hear them talk about the bad side is a, uh, about fear and, and I use it. I apply it to real life about fear leading to anger and hate because it's, it's, it's the cornerstone of racism really. Yeah. That um, when you fear, when you don't know, you're like, Oh, like they're, they're a different color. I don't know. So now you start mm-hmm. building fear and then building into anger, like, cause it fear triggers our negative, our, our natural response to be defensive as yeah. a defense mechanism now that's something that they touch on in star wars they're always saying like hey uh you know fear leads to the dark side but how, how somebody j- how is any human at all or any being supposed to just live without fear that's careless because yeah. without fear you don't build defense you without if you just went into everything actual- yeah if you went into things without fear you would just clumsily like You'd be like, oh, don't walk off that cliff. Don't be, oh, I'm not <laughs> afraid to walk off a cliff. I'm not afraid yeah. to stick my hand in fire. I'm not afraid. Dude, those things hurt you. Like, some fear will protect you a little bit. Yeah. Just, uh, so I can see how, like, like back in Revenge of the Sith, that's what he's told. He's like, hey, if I have power, too, it's not thing to turn on to power. If I think you can power- save your life, because that you can save Padme's life if you... So they're just this idea that you can do something that you couldn't do before is what turns Jedi into being tempted by the dark side because they want to, and and they have good intentions. It's like what I say I am. I'm a positive person that uses negative weapons. Like that's that's, you know, you mean to do well with a gun, but it starts tempting you with other things it can do just the way that they do in star wars where they're like oh hey you can wield this like wouldn't you love to have this yeah i'm not gonna say no i don't want this power so that's what tempts them
0: yeah (laughs) i i think that too obviously the the fear and the quickness i really like mumsley's take on the um you know we're, we're all entertainers and so um there's for me there i don't know if anyone has said this but i think this It's always easier to be a critic than a creator, but I always want to strive to be a creator. But nowadays, everyone wants to critique, like TMZ is a perfect example, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Not to, I guess I'm being a critique of the critiquers, but (laughs) it's so easy to set up a sensationalized website and just shit on and catch people in their worst moments. Like that's what they're trying to do. Let's catch a celebrity, hunt them down, find them in their worst moments, or even worse yet, Let's let's bait them, and try and get them to say or behave in a way that we can sensationalize. But there's the other factor, so I think that's a big thing. And then the other factor, which Ezra just talked on, is something that I've always thought: we really need to look at the empire and let's compare the metaphor of people wanting to work for the empire to modern to what we we ourselves are in, in that there is a certain comfort. And um, I guess I want to say pride that comes with being on the winning team, right? And the Empire, for the most part, is always the winning team uh, throughout the majority of this storyline because they have the organization, the power, and the technology to do crazy shit. And so I could see how a Jedi could be like, well, these... These this Jedi Order. I'm living in a temple, and I'm meditating, and I'm having to train kids. But if I go to the dark side, I'm I'm going around on the biggest starships. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm calling the shots. I'm a political leader. The political leaders will look to me to handle all this dirty business, and it's seductive, right? That's why they say seduced by the dark side because you have all these things. And I make that correlation to many of us who end up working in, let's say, a soulless, I don't know, oil company or something, where we know well, we've got talents and skills elsewhere, but I need a paycheck and these guys are winning and I've got bills to pay. And so you just go, you do the job, even though maybe you don't necessarily have the ideals of whatever this organization is doing. Um, so I yeah, I've always, I've very much been a deep thinker on why the empire is always able to create such a solidified and organized, um, I, I guess, uh attack and strategy on that on this star wars universe and i think it's just like one of those things it's inertia once they get the power then the power continues to grow and it's hard to stop the inertia and then you end up okay we'll just send two shipfuls of stormtroopers and sacrifice them to three you know highly skilled killers which is like what happened in this episode and man when boba fett was wielding that
1: um Oh, whatever the weapon, the t- the Tus- oh. Tus- I'm gonna call it a Tuscan staff. You know, I don't know what it's there. We
0: called. go. Oh boy, he was cracking shells, wasn't he?
2: Man, that, that, was,
1: that was nice. <laughs> so badass! Like, I know I, think I still have a
2: hard on from that. <laughs> that, like, yeah. uh, for that. Yeah, for him, if it looked like he was basically taking because Ezra called it, he's all every time he swings it, it makes a Tuscan raider noise. Like, if if like he had the sound up, uh, we listen to and, it. it. And then would make the, almost like the music, uh, this like when he would come into the scene and you knew it was going to come in him. And then, so it's like, it seems like he just like, like how you said he's watching, like he could have been watching Bath, but you know what? I'm going to take this other code from the Tuscan Raiders and go upon, go upon them and and see how that's all going. It's interesting.
0: If you would have told me when I was back in third and fourth grade that I would be 45 years old and I would be rooting for Boba Fett. Never would have thought it. Never would have thought it. Um, <laughs> but here we are. And I, I love the character. He's just so badass. And once he said that we're indebted to you and we're going to stick with you, I was like, yes,
2: this is the story I want to see. So so how how would you guys feel if something were to happen to Din Djarin and the show can still be called The Mandalorian, but now it's Boba Fett? Like it, it would still be the Mandalorian. But what about if something were to happen? Well, no,
0: yeah. So, so me and Ezra covered this in a couple of previous ones. I'm okay. Well, so we have. um uh Oh shoot, who was the other Mandalorian? I just drew a blank on her name. Um, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. So we have Bo-Katan in that trio, which I would I would watch a series of that. I mean, just sign me up. I'm watching it. The, the night owls. What's up?
1: They're called the night owls, I guess. The night owls. Right
0: Things just yeah. a
2: little slightly
0: up. Okay. Tilted. So, so I'm on board. Yeah, if it ends up being Boba Fett, then yeah, I'm uh, I'm down. Um, it, it that could be interesting for sure.
1: Well, here's the thing with Boba Fett. Like, so <laughs> I'll kind of do my little spiel on Boba Fett. Um. The thing that initially, originally turned everybody on to The Mandalorian was um, there's always been this disgustingly huge fascination for Boba Fett. And I'm going to come right out and say he wasn't one of my favorites only because I felt it, it was like it's like people hyping up a show. I knew so many people that had a hard on for Boba Fett. yeah. But, How do you, he's in a grand total of less than 15 minutes of the whole entire original trilogy. You rarely see him. Why is it that people, and I know, I mean, the amount of people I know that are like Boba Fett, I'm like, how the hell (laughs) has this guy only done like 15 minutes of work and gotten so much fame, like put up there as one of his figures worth one of the most, like he's, people want to know people research and, I maybe it's the mystery, and that's what brought people to the Mandalorian. Because when Mandalorian first was advertised, it wasn't sold as the Baby Yoda thing. No one even knew that exists that he existed, and Mandalorian stories had been told already via the Clone Wars with like Bo Katan, uh, uh, Pre Vizsla. All of those that tale had been told. So what was it that it was that people were just itching for a? and hungry for a live-action Mandalorian story because they know there's a tie. Like, hey, is Boba Fett... G-? This has been since episode one of season one. Will Boba Fett be in this? Because uh-huh. he's a Mandalorian. Even the the when he first saves Fennec, and it turned out it was him. Yeah. The second people, oh, my God, it's going to... That's why it was... People thought, is this going to be about Boba Fett? And I'm going to bet, like, 10 to 15% of people tuned in just to see is this going to be about him now it is to an extent
2: i know i tuned in because it drew my attention right away and it felt like a western uh yeah but, um I, I had read something a while back that talked about uh return of the jedi and then that one the beginning scene where luke breaks uh han solo out of the out of java's palace and everything that was originally was supposed to be a way bigger scene than it was like, uh i had read that boa fett was supposed to be the main antagonist and then he was actually supposed to play a way bigger role like they were supposed to have a huge showdown and everything oh it be way bigger so but but yeah you're right like he barely comes out on there. but but it's it's i think it's because like it's it's all it's it's all his weaponry and everything it's just he's just so 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 practical when it comes to going against jedi he'd look he's they' They're basically the only ones that can stand against them.
0: I, I think I might be able to, number one, I totally get what you're saying, Ezra, is that um, so many people hype on them that it's easy um, to kind of be like, I don't know, maybe a, a, a bubblegum pop song or something where you go, why is everyone like this? Too many, or no, no, I don't like this because so many people like this, right? Yeah, that's the, how I am. Um, But I'll try and give you the psychology of maybe someone kind of in my generation or Ed Rubin's generation where we were kids growing up. And so I can tell you the psychology behind Boba Fett's mystique is because we all knew Vader was the villain. Um, but we knew a lot about Vader because he was so much a part of the thing. So he was definitely the two, the storyline was the protagonist and antagonist and he was the antagonist. But Bobo Fett was this enigma that we all wondered about, and also if you know, I bet if we were to talk with a lot of Star Wars fans from my generation, we would all probably say, "Yeah, we were. We liked Luke, but everyone loved Han Solo. Like something about his attitude was just like, yes, we get behind that attitude. It's kind of a, I want to say it's an American attitude. He's just like arrogant, confident, and he's kind of disheveled, like." Anything can go wrong at any moment with him. And so when he's captured and taken away by this guy, we're like, wait a minute, who is this mysterious character? You know, and then he's pretty bad. Be- You're right. He doesn't have much scene, but you can tell even when Han Solo, and I had that sound clip in my um, soundboard on our first episode where Han is just coming out of the carbonation and his eyes isn't
2: so good. He's
1: like, Bogo Fett. Bobo Fett, where? You just know, just commented comment about, about it. I was it. on. He had it in his soundboard, episode one. Like, I was
2: like, I wonder if he's going to have it on this. One. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm talking about you. I may
2: have it, may have it here still. Hold yes. On. Hold on here, um, or maybe I. It, uh, I remember. Uh, I quick know, guys, hold on. Hold on. I used to, uh, I used to collect cans all and all then recycle them. them. Wait. So did it?
0: That was Bobo Fett screaming right there. That okay. So here we go. I, you may not hear it. It's too faint. <laughs> Yeah. You can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> That's bubble. It's an unbecoming scream, but whatever, you know.
2: I, I used to uh, collect uh, when I was like 13, 14, I used to jump in the recycled bins and around apartment complexes where I lived and then go in there and get recycled cans and recycle them for video games, right? Yeah. But then one day I almost had like enough to like save up for this one video game. I can't remember what it was, but I remember one, then one day I was passing through the mall and I saw this this cardboard cutout upstairs in this one store, and it was a Boba Fett kind of doing like a Western shootout, It's just like shooting at you. Yeah. And then I put all my money towards that instead. I was oh, like, nice. I was like, yes. I was like, yes, I just needed that really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Where are we where are we going from here?
0: Well. I mean, is, are we going to pick up Bill Burr first or are we going to, do you think they're going to go try and track down um, Grogu? I don't even know how they're going to find Grogu. I,
2: I know. I hope, I uh, hope they pick up Bill Burr first. That should be exciting. Cause I think it said something about him being in prison for, for springing a prisoner himself or something. Uh, so, so that, that could be, that could be pretty fun. They've got to <laughs> get
1: him because you know, there's going to be kind of a, I, you know, I thought, I thought about this. I actually put a little bit of thought into it. That in the the process of getting Bill Burr is gonna create something else they have to work with because uh, the 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 one thing besides them kind of doing their own thing, it just popped in my head about three seconds ago. He has a level of diplomatic immunity. Amando does because he like he has saved um, some. Republic. Yeah, save some Republic people because there was that uh, in in the cold planet, not Hoth, but when they go, yeah, in, with the with the spiders or whatever the hell, all that that big old. Good point. The, the most filler episode. If I'm gonna <laughs> use that, if I'm gonna, yeah, go I, so when they're like, well, we're not gonna save you, but we're not gonna capture you. Yeah. Is he gonna be able to come in with um, Cara Dune? Is like, is is she going with? Because she's been given carte blanche, so if he brings in all these people who, are, who kind of sign <laughs> off, then for technically him, he'll be her prisoner and she's got to keep an eye on him and make sure that he doesn't escape. But she- is he gonna talk some Republic into helping? Because, it, um, the most Star Wars thing you can have besides the uh, Jedi versus Sith is Republic versus uh, either First Order or um, Empire, like yeah. so there are we going to see something that leads to like the dog fight and is he going to go be like hey let me have him back and he gets caught and is he going to be like oh why are you trying to take him here's why then they're like okay we've been after Moth Gideon also yeah. because we knew he was doing some evil crap because remember they're bored now they're pulling people over for speeding tickets pretty much until like yeah. so if he's like hey can I get your help? Because with all those people on board to offer clout and and Boba Fett's not necessarily a bad guy. Nobody else that's part of any of that is the, if he's had, they don't, I don't know what kind of record they all have, Right. but Bill Burr's character, uh, Mayfield, he's, he'd be the bait to make him have to cross paths with the Republic to be like, Hey, can we get your help? Hmm. Which he doesn't need, but. It balances out if there's going to be, you know, because he's got a whole. Remember, they got a whole army of TIE fighters too. He's got the whole. This is the new, uh, the new Empire. Right. So they have a whole leap of crap they can throw at him. Right. So he needs every bit of help he can get.
2: They have two episodes left. I won't get my feelings hurt if I somehow see a scene where Grogu just uses accidentally uses some force power against like. A good guy, I can see. I can see that setup. That would be awesome because then it would be like maybe he's going to his dark side. Let's leave him alone. I <laughs> I can see that twist. Yeah. Well, he's
1: in. A, he's indifferent right now. Uh, we we, we uh, when we do these podcasts, we we hardly touch on the first scenes of these because we always get into the meat and potatoes. But the first scene, you you get uh, Mando talking with basically when he's making Grogu. He's a Grogu. What? Grogu just just like 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 a dog like you're learning a dog (laughs) like when your dog finally knows his name he's like hey yeah yeah can i help you yeah and so you see like he's like don't you want to learn that jedi stuff and he's just like eh like because he wants to you we already know he wants to be with mando he doesn't care about being a jedi even though that's what they're saying we know he because he has always been hoard around and there's nothing wrong with not being turned on to the dark the 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 jedi side like why 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 would he want to have to go be a jedi being a jedi is a pain in the ass too it's not fun maybe grogu just wants to travel the land and that's what mando does travel the land like hey aren't we just gonna go bag it bag and tag us fools for the rest of our lives i can do that and be happy with it when when
2: the armor gave uh what's his name the the crest of him. He gave Gregu a pendant oh, also, but they haven't really yeah. seen his little thing. Yeah, they haven't really showed that yet, but she did say now you're a clan of two. So he probably, he, I can see him oh, taking that. He, like, That's like, a good callback. You're right.
1: Yeah, he's been talking about that since like two days ago.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like. The forger, right? The, the, yeah. The, 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 yeah. 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 She's the one that sent him on the mission. He basically, was like, you need to take him to, to his own kind. Oh and she may come back into the picture too, right? Oh, I love that character. That And he cool. ha- yeah,
1: and the the Heavy Gunner, all all of his his crew. Oh, like dude. they're so badass. Remember?
2: I used to always pick that Heavy Gunner class on the on the on like one of the games. Yeah. Uh, it was the baddest. It just sit there support fire. It was the greatest.
0: <laughs> so what else what other nooks and crannies haven't we covered about uh chapter 14?
1: It hit everything, like...
2: Uh, The fact that Boba Fett was technically killing his brothers because they were stormtroopers? Oh, I know. (laughs) That's what I was was confused
1: clones? Me and my kids
0: were talking about it, and we go, well, wait a minute, isn't Boba Fett... No, so Jenga Fett was the father of all clones, right?
1: Yeah, they just put something... They embedded something in them, but, like, you mentioned uh that he wanted an an uncompromised clone, wh- which could be his son, while the rest technically are just, for lack of words, throwaway. Yeah, they're probably like just,
2: just pay attention, take away there.
1: And if they're just clones on, clones on clones on clones on
2: clones, make a copy out of a copy. It's all watered down.
1: Copy of a copy. Of- <laughs> and Nine inch nails callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know. It was it, like we had all this amazing stuff that we were talking about before Before we got on with you. We've been talking about this podcast for the last few days. And now that we're with really, you, we're just so like, <gasps> when we feel like Grogu, like, just like, okay, we did Force Talk. Now I'm just like, <sighs> <laughs> is
2: it Grogu with all O's or is there a U in there? You. There's it's a U. There's a U. See, that makes me think that's like a ripoff of Goku from Dragon Ball Zeno. You know? like, man. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, it, just, it sounds like it.
0: Well, it is soft. I mean, anytime you have a name with the good uh, I mean, we're comedians. You know, the the k, the kuh, that 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 word. If you have the in a word, it's always more pleasing and more funny. Um, Grogu isn't a k, but it's still rounded. It's a rounded type. Guh, so it definitely has. There's something nice about it. Yeah, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, so Mumsley, then let's do this. If there's nothing else we want to cover another on top of us talking to our guests about their first introduction to Star Wars, there's another question that we like to end the podcast on and take as much time as you want. Um, but the question is favorite movie and or series we can throw in a series, but if it is a series, try and narrow down a season for us. Favorite movie or series and why, and then least favorite movie and series and
2: why? You know what? Like, I I have the my favorite one is is the most common answer is the Empire Strikes Back. That was my first one, and I was just just went into it blind. Yeah. So that's why. And then every time I would play the video games, I would just so look forward to that battle because I'd always do that battle pretty good. Yeah, that always ends up being my my favorite one okay and ironically enough my worst one is is also empire strikes back because as a kid the way it ended it didn't make sense to me because i was used to just all happy and good american endings yeah yeah what's this yeah what's this and then luckily i had the next movie so i could piece it together during the time but i was i was just dumbfounded i was like they can't end it like this and what's going on and so that, that ends up being like my worst and my favorite one, uh, like as far as thinking about it, because there's, um, I, I haven't really actually watched Rebels or Clone Wars, mm-hmm. the animated series yet, to be honest, I haven't really watched those yet. Me either, I'll got catching up to
1: do. <laughs> no, but, but
2: now, but yeah, like. I was
0: would say, you know what? I would say something, well, I don't know, they've been both so helpful for me to kind of fill in the storyline on Mandalorian, Rebels is a really fun one. And I think it's only three seasons. Like honestly, I'm still in the middle of Clone Wars. Uh
1: Rebels is like five. Oh, is it five? Yeah. So here's what I what I tell people, and um, I'll do I'll use this as a tool for everybody that's been tuning in with us too. Um, there's really nothing wrong with using YouTube to catch up. Um yeah. this guy owes us a shout out. I don't care. I'm gonna hit him up. This we're watching him now, the Star Wars Theory guy. Okay. He does such good, like Like, okay, so let's say you don't have hours and hours to dedicate to watching this crap. Mm. (laughs) He will fill in, like, he'll give you a nice, like, overall, an overview. And if it's, like, you want a certain angle of it, well, I want to know what role the Mandalorians played in Clone Wars. He's got a video on that. I want to know the role of uh, why Ezra Bridger is still alive. Or any question you have, he's touched on it all. And he's done the hella research between Rebels, Clone Wars, and the comics, all the reading, wow. it will it will totally, like Shalane and I talk like we have been, like we know our crap, and my son too, but I, you spent more time watching him than, than we have genuinely. And that's the beauty of YouTube. And there's so much stuff cranked out. Like, if you have Disney+, Plus and you only watch the Star Wars stuff, you're barely scratching the surface of what Disney Plus offers. I mean... Yeah, Who really has time to watch all of them? I mean, Clone Wars is seven seasons, yeah. Rebels is five, and then you're trying to see where it all fits in. It's you And get you get argue.
0: confused, because there's so many players.
2: Which one has the Mandalore <laughs> plot? Is it Rebels?
0: Well, Rebels. Um, Rebels, <laughs> Rebels has it after the Civil War, but then Clone Wars has it prior to the Civil War.
1: So,
2: yeah.
0: So if you, were to, if you were to watch it in order, then probably you have to do Clone Wars first because Mandalore is still like this very vibrant and powerful influence in the um, Republic.
1: As part of the old Republic. Even. Old
0: Republic, yes, exactly. And um, so they still have a functional government that has a seat at the Senate and, you know, um, Padme has missions to go work with them on things. And it's a totally different vibe, you know. They don't wear, they don't cover their faces. They don't have these. They have beautiful, like Spartan type armor, but it's not concealing. Um. You had
1: something to add too? Oh so. no. Okay. As, as far as it being a commitment to watch that many seasons, if I can sit through what is it, eight seasons of Dexter and almost fifteen whole seasons of Supernatural, I have no excuse not to sit through <laughs> Rebels <laughs> and Wars. I just yeah. haven't made my way through them yet
0: but and, and you know what? They aren't long. It's not like watching, um, a 30 or 40 minute. It's I think most of them are t- between 20 and 24 minutes.
1: Yeah. They were, they were all Disney XD. Yeah, I so, I mean, they were designed to have commercials. They were built around. They were yes. Yeah. 21 minutes. Like I think they're actually I think mathematically they're all 21 minutes each and yeah. you can cheat and skip, or you can do, um, just watch the last two episodes of each season. I yeah. know it's like, what the hell? You'll piece it together, I promise. Because that's what we did with the Rebels. Okay. We started watching Rebels smack dab in the middle of it because okay. we wanted to see what they what all these people we watch say, this is the best lightsaber battle. Because it's like Ahsoka yeah. fights like Anakin or like it's all these like badass rebels lightsaber duels because they can do badass ones in cartoons.
0: Yeah. So and I love I love how Ahsoka was portrayed in Chapter Thirteen. I mean, she had so much poise and wisdom as compared to kind of the childlike exuberance in the. Um,
1: he kind of had some stuff he wanted to say about the last episode. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: let's get into it. What do you got? Well, I know when I played, when I played the game, there was this one uh, there was one uh, off off world uh, Dathomir, and they had the Night Sisters of Dathomir, and I think that chick that was that Ahsoka was chasing for at the at in that when that one building on top, I think I'm pretty sure she was a night sister. Um and then they're in tune with the force also. But they're kind of they're more they're they're more they're kind of like a neutral side where they're she fights the magistrate. Is that right? Yeah.
1: The one at the end that has the basket best cars or staff.
2: Yeah, I think and then I think she she belongs to like part of the night Sisters. Um but the other thing uh, before I forget I I just really like Ahsoka's, her fight style. It didn't remind me of any other fight style that they ever had because she would just, she would she would only turn her lightsaber on when she's ready to kill. Any yeah. other time, like usually like like Sith or anything, they use that as intimidation. They're like, all right, pff, let's get our duel on. Do it. She was like, no, it was complete darkness. And all of a sudden you just see lightsaber. And, yeah. Holy shit. I love how they did that. In yeah. was like no warning.
0: There was no warning. That was a kill. She wanted to kill right then and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I, so I thought about that episode a little bit more and, um, my intuition tells me there's no way that that magistrate is dead.
1: No, no, not at all. Like she's got to be alive. Yeah. It makes you wonder if she's gonna, yeah. yeah everything can come back. If nothing got killed, everything that wasn't killed can keep coming back at this point
0: and she could almost be at this point depending on what ahsoka has done and how she handled the situation of her victory we know she won because she got the baskar spear but depending on how she handled it and her terms of the negotiation that magistrate may turn into a double agent or something along those lines like an because ahsoka could be like look i know you still have things on the table but i can tell you that this new order is not the way to go. If you work with me, maybe we can do this or that. So I think the fact that they didn't show us whether she was dead or alive, I think that's important. And my intuition is telling me that she's coming back and it's gonna be, obviously, if she's coming back, it's for something relevant and important.
2: Yeah, in the game Jedi Fallen Order, when you fight fight the Night Sisters, they flirt with death a lot and they're always talking about death. So that makes a lot of sense okay legal assets cool
0: well guys let's go ahead and do we want to talk about uh any giveaway mysteries
1: today ezra or i i don't have any more mysteries i have what we have um i have an idea to run by you and I'm, i'm mentioning it on camera okay because we're gonna turn off to talk about it i want you to know if you're that if you're watching from this point um when Matthew and I, when I have him turn off the camera, we're talking about something really cool that actually involves all of you that have watched this far. That's right. Um, and and so, again, we're still doing the giveaway of the uh, Black Series uh, Beskar Mando figure. Um very hard uh, to find. yeah, to Yeah, good luck finding it now. Like, it's been, it's been hell, like, trying to see if I can get another one. Um, and I, I've got a couple more things for giveaway. If you've subscribed to, am I making sense? Um, and uh, left a like on at least a video, but we hope you're watching more and sharing. Um, it appreciate we appreciate it. You know, it helps us show up in the algorithm searches. Um, Joe Gorman's uh, stuff. Um, Matthew's been posting how to get to that. Anything Ed Rubin's got to do with. Um, We're, we're working on, on so much stuff too. Um, we, I, um, I kind of took a a week hiatus from online and just doing stuff. I kind of needed just a breather.
0: Yeah. Everyone's got a detox from social media every now and again. It's, 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 uh, talk about the dark side, getting sucked (laughs) into creating too much content can actually, um, kind of crush the spirit in a way that I don't, I think people who don't try to create content don't understand how, um, you know, it, it's not fun sometimes.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's hard to keep. A, it's something that I appreciate. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll peel back the curtain a little bit, and when you're trying to be someone who creates consistent content that people like, it requires a consistency from the creator. And I'm I. It's hard to be on. Like, all right, cameras on it's hard to just turn it on every time. Like we can't all be, uh, Alex, Alex Trebek by rumor was really good at that. Alex Trebek. I heard once the light went on, like he was battling that cancer right up to the end. And there's like, man, we didn't know if he was going to even make it and we turn the lights on and he would just boom, (laughs) consummate professional. And then, um, that takes special people. And yeah. So Anyway, but we, we really appreciate you guys that have, that have tuned in for all these Mando casts. This has been awesome. And they both supported it like crazy. Yeah. I wanted to have both people of our Mando watch know, party. And so. Oh, yeah. We're watching Ahsoka now. We went back to watch the fighting. Just nice.
2: Fun and- yeah, because the magistrate has that little tattoo. And then all those night sisters have like little, little, marshals. Marshals. Yeah, little Marshall <laughs> Momsley, look at
1: you. But I'll, I got. Too many we'll I we'll we'll, we'll, we'll turn off here because I want to okay. run an idea yeah. by you. So, um, so that's
0: it. That's the MandoCast number six, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. A big thanks to our guests Mumsley and Shalane. You guys are always welcome. Let's keep it up. Keep those uh, questions and those theories coming. And uh, that's it.
1: Yeah.